You fixed your pussy? It's going off with the Rap Critic News <laughs> and special guest. Oh. It's Mike the Snare, everybody. Look Say hey. <laughs> wow, Mike the Snare appeared. Wow. Use confusion, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Sometimes the YouTube algorithm, it can be a miracle worker, quite frankly. And that's exactly how uh, I came across uh, Mike the Snare's videos. No, it was a 2000 video that I'd watched. I'm really having that moment more and more where I just like really enjoy digging back and just hearing people talk about the early 2000s and shit and just be like, because it, it really does feel like a, a like retroactive like collective trauma that we've kind of just like got there like, wait, <laughs> yo, that was fucked up. Let, let's talk about that. <laughs> It's it's coming back. We're we're gonna be rocking hit clips soon. We're gonna oh, have oh the um, Wonder Balls and Gogurt's gonna be a thing again. I, I love how you brought up hit clips in the video and just like just skirted past it. Just like <laughs> I don't even need to tell you how this was a mistake. Like just one look at how stupid this was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got an evening with Silk Sonic, and we got LP by uh, JPEG Mafia. I feel like I have more to say about JPEG Mafia. Uh, so I, I would think put them so last. too. Yeah. What say you, Mike? I think I think that's a good plan because I think in in accordance with Silk Sonic, I, I have thoughts, but they're short. <laughs> ah, mm, appropriate. So we've right. got an evening with Silk Sonic. What I've heard referred to as the long-awaited full-length, if you want to call it that, by your boys, <laughs> Bruno Mars. Anderson Pack, they're here together collectively as Silk Sonic. You heard it, you loved it. Leave the door open and skate. Now they've got a couple more tracks. I love how you said long awaited. <laughs> the group just started this year. <laughs> hey, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but ever since uh, spring of last year, Time has been moving at a very inconsistent pace. Well, yeah, so exactly. yeah, yeah, it, it feels like Silk Sonic has just been here for like 20 years at this point. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was like, oh yes, Leave the Door Open came out like what, February of this year? Yeah, like, oh, don't you know they uh, won a Grammy? This group that's just been kicking it together. Stop, oh, no they didn't. And, and did they? they the um, oh, yes. but they did play at the Grammys. Did I remember they, they, that. For best new group uh. or something like that? They won for best new what? group. Uh, like they won for like best group <laughs> or something to that effect where it was just oh like, my God. Best group. I was like, there are two guys who are clear, like, who are in their own stratosphere of fame coming together for a like project. That's not like a group. That's like a, you know, it's like a super group or whatever the heck, you know, where it's just like two guys that are already on their own stratosphere. Like, you know what I mean? Like Chloe and Haley, that's a winner for a group, you know, like. We we saw your video if if you if you're a good internet denizen, uh, so we already know what's up with the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone who isn't somehow familiar, which I imagine the Venn diagram here would be if you listen to us, you're probably already well aware of Mike's stuff. But if you're not, I think we'd mentioned the Grammy video when it had come out originally because it encompassed everything we could ever possibly want to say about it in one convenient place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's there's tons of stuff on there. The fucking... I'm just going to go ahead and get the plug out of the way before the album even starts. The Deep Discog Dive always has me end up buying music from the artists you're talking about if they're not already in my collection, just because you make me so interested in what you're talking about. Because watching your stuff, I actually get a genuine joy of music Aww. from you and 
it's and it's it's rare, <laughs> especially coming from a place RC and I have come from, where it's very hip, it's very trendy, it's more popular than not to be negative, to trash. Uh huh. Because they want to hear. Because people generally, at least back when I was making music reviews, I don't really do it outside of the podcast anymore. But people hate a song. They want to. They want to hear someone trash a song. They want to agree, and that's why they watch the thing. But especially with the deep discolic dives and the individual videos, there, like. I don't know. It, it, you, your stuff is very pure, and I don't want to label your stuff if that's not exactly how you want to come across. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's a feeling, a sense that I get from your stuff is that it it comes from a place of loving music and not wanting to, not intending to tear it down, at least. So I appreciate that for sure. I'll get one step further because I also see people who like will just be rattling off just facts like like they just read the freaking Wikipedia article, right? Like, and you actually give depth and character to the you know the, the time that you're talking about and the music that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like especially when it's something that I'll like know about, like when you know when you're talking about Neptunes and and uh, Timbaland is like, oh yeah, they pretty much defined the sound of the 2000s, and just be like, mm, you know what you're talking about, and like really digging into it, it's like, yeah, and this is the intricacies which they do it. They were going all around the world, and it felt like they were like showing us the music for the future. I was like, yes, I'm like, I love it when someone talks like that, when they're like really digging in, you know, and not just like, here's just the fact that I read off of the, you know what I mean? Like, if you could see me on the video, I, I would be blushing like <laughs> the, the, the Irish boy that I am. Um, <laughs> thank you both very much. That's very kind of you to both the both of you to say. Um, Muse, I, I'll, I'll tackle your point about purity because I, I actually don't mind that word being put in my, or not, not in that sense, but like, I, right. I agree with you on that, like, um, on that point where it's like, I, I always want the videos that I make to come across, not necessarily as like bashing what somebody does, but serving as kind of like a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a supplement to it. Mm. Like my point is never to like tear somebody down unless you know, they're a scumbag or they're doing, you know, bad <laughs> business practices or things like that. But like when it comes to the music, I, I try and this this is something I've actually been personally working on for the past few years or so. It's like I genuinely want to try to figure out if I like something, why do I like it? And if I don't mm. like something, why do I not like it? And I think mm. that's it, it, it's easier to kind of especially to somebody who may disagree with me. It's easier for somebody to be like, oh, you know, I, I don't really agree, but I see where you're coming from. Right. Get you to understand why I feel that way. That's the art, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like if I can open up that like place of discussion, then I think I've done what I set out to do. I, I've won when it comes to making a video. And it, it's tricky sometimes because it's like I, I did a Taylor Swift one last month and I was trying to be cautious because, you know, emotions can get very heated when you're talking about Taylor Swift's music. Yeah. Um, but I think I thread the needle with the exception of reputation because a lot of people had problems with my take on reputation, but never like, you know, no one was ever like, Mike, you son of a bitch, how dare you? Um, it was like, <laughs> just trying to you know, go for the queen. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a negative opinion on something like with the um I forget what it's called right now but when you when you do the the tiny blurb uh album reviews in like oh, the, the monthly, monthly mix yeah 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 yes um and if there's an album that 
I can tell you weren't a fan of. You don't seem to even take joy in giving a negative review. It seems like you just want to move past it as quickly as possible yes. and forget it yes, ever yes, existed. Yes. I say this as like an avid music listener, but also someone who makes videos and tries to put together engaging things. Like the worst things to talk about are just the ones that don't impact you in the slightest. Because it's not even like, because I've, I've I, you know, I, I try to be positive, but like there have definitely been moments where I've like torn into something. Like there was a Drake album last year where all I, all I said was that it was trash. And then like I've done other videos where I go off on a tear on some things. But like even then it's like there is an emotion being roused up within me that I can then communicate to somebody. When it's when it's a record that I just kind of like feel nothing towards, it's like it, it's it's the worst it's the worst to try to come up with things because I can either try to communicate that sort of blase feeling or I try to like really hype it up or really, you know, tear it down. And it's like there's there's no fun in doing that and being fake with that kind of emotion. There's there's no fun. So Silk Sonic. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> with them. Why not? At least a very brief encounter with Silk Sonic. Um, what did y'all think of this one? Bruno and Anderson are both, I think, two of the strongest workhorses in the music biz at the moment in that they are so good at what they they are so good at putting on a show like especially bruno in the past couple of years like ever since uptown funk and 24 karat magic um anderson pack i've been listening to since college rate like i remember putting malibu on before he had ever charted on billboard and i was like yo this guy is sick and now personally to see him rise like that is so cool and the thing that I get out of this record is the fact that it's just two people who are very good at what they do doing a very good thing. And I know that that's kind of like it's not even that there's not like no strong emotion there, because like my first listen, there were plenty of moments, especially with the tracks I hadn't heard, um, like the, 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 the songs that hadn't been singles where like there were moments that just got me so emotionally in my core where it was like, like there was a really good key change. And I think it's like, um, what is it called? Put on a smile that just like had me doing fist pumps in the air because it was so well done. But at the same time, it's also like these guys are just very good at what they do. And I think I, I, I don't know. I think that there's a place where while I do like the record a good deal, there is also just that kind of like it doesn't necessarily do anything new, which is not a bad thing. It's not like it has to do anything new, but it is very much in debt to the sound that it's borrowing from. Um, and I think that kind of keeps it from being like truly like a classic, but like I said, still, I super enjoyed it and they're both super talented and yeah, I, I enjoyed it a good deal. This is a pastiche album, right? It's like, Hey, let's go back to the wavy seventies. Like this whole thing is just a tribute to that. And while I do enjoy someone who can be consistent with that sound, I like it when you diversify your bonds, nigga, you know what I mean? Like. You know, and so like, like I'm the type of person who, and this is the conversation I was actually uh, thinking about bringing up. Uh, I'm the type of person who, when it comes to uh, the Michael Jackson albums, you know, I like the, uh, you know, the bad versus I've heard a lot of people say that Off the Wall is the best MJ album. And I'm like, huh, what are y'all talking about? And mm. I think it's a lot, I like maybe I, I'm being too warm, but I think it's a lot of people like, you know, who got caught up in like liking you know what i'm saying when he blew up really big because off the wall really was a really big album you know what i'm saying but if you really go back to listen to that like it's 
it's a good, it's definitely a solid joint, but like it's very clearly disco is forever, baby. And this is just disco, disco, disco. You know, but as soon as you get to like, you know, um, um, uh, bad, he's like, you know, diversifying his bonds. It just sounds different. And what's interesting to me is that uh, I had heard uh, that he originally, before he was gonna do um, what Thriller ended up being, like he was gonna, like somebody got into his ear and said, hey, you know, Off the Wall was really big. It did really well. Mm. Let's play it safe. How about you just do some covers? Don't do any original songs for this oh, next wow. album. This oh, wow. And, you know, it's Michael Jackson, so he definitely would have made it pop either way. But he's just yeah, like, wow, how different would the 80s have been, like, you know, <laughs> if he would have just had not made that decision, if he would have just played the same, but like, mm, you know what, all right, boom, let's just do some 70s cover. Like, if he had just, you know what I mean? It's so interesting. And so when I think of, like, you know, uh, Bruno Mars, you know, he, he is a very talented musician, very good at what he does, and definitely respects the art, and you can definitely see it in, like, you know, when how he does shit and how he, like, you know, is a showman and he's trying to present this, like, art in a very good way you know you see him when he does the throwbacks to the 80s and the 90s and all that shit you know what i'm saying but yeah there is that feel where it's just like i know that you are technically very good but i can't help but feel like you're playing it safe <laughs> you know like i can't help but feel that way and i now i do love that anderson pack is there kind of put the battery in his back he has a lot of like you know um um hungry energy to it and like he definitely adds like you know a bit more like well yeah just the word is energy to um a lot of these tracks to where bruno is like the you know he's the guy who classes up the joint you know and makes it as like smooth as a project it is but but uh anderson is the one who makes it as lively as it is and so like they're very interesting thing that's working together and I would love to see them continue to work together and then blast off into the universe into a next project um but for this one as much as I do actually think it is solid like yeah I do get the feeling of just like you know when I listen to an album like this where it's just like oh it's a consistent sound and maybe I'm enjoying the whole ride but then I do have to ask myself wait what is the difference between track five and track eight what is the you know what I mean like musically you know what I mean and now, no doubt, some of these are, like, uh, individual, individualistically really good, fun-sounding songs. Like, 777 is just fucking fun as shit, you know? So, like, there's definitely fun shit on here. But, yeah, I do get that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Ever since the album's come out, I've seen on TikTok, there are some people who are, like, playing... What's the... Uh, the I think it's, like, Fly Is Me... Like it's the, oh. it's the one after mm-hmm. leave the door open. And I've yeah. seen a lot of people on TikTok pretending that it's like a gap commercial song where it's like the song <laughs> will be playing. They'll be like, we've got great new deals on gap shorts coming oh, this yeah. winter. Like, and, and it's like, yeah, I, it. it's, it's good. Like I get the joke, but also uh, I do, I do like fly as me. I, I do like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I think there's a fine line when you try to go after that kind of style of music where it's like, there's one, you know, way of doing it that is an homage and I think Bruno and Anderson do it that way but then there's also a route you could go down where it's like it feels cheesy and it feels uh ingenuine a put on, will. yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like putting on, putting on uh, your dad's, uh, you know, coat and in, in, in shoes that are bigger than yours, and be like, look, look, I'm doing this style, isn't that fun? But it's like, yeah, but it's not you. This isn't you. I want you. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But that, but honestly, like, I feel like that's t- like as I say that though, I feel like is that too like, uh, uh, you know, every artist needs to come out with something new that's changing and reinventing the wheel every single fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is that too I, much I, to I, put I, on absolutely. and be like, hey, why can't they have fun? Why not? You know, like, you know, why not let them have this one? Like, hey, sure, we'll we'll take you to the future in the next album, but we're just trying to have fun. It, we just went through a fucking, you know, what we all just went through. Like, come on, let's have some fun. <laughs> you know, so there's also that too, right? Like, <laughs> the only thing I was gonna say is pertains to disco, but that you reminded me was um, 
To go a little inside for a second, we originally didn't plan on doing the Silk Sonic album until it had come out. We originally planned on oh, doing the new, interesting. Uh, the new ABBA album. And I really have a soft spot, a newly found soft spot for a lot of ABBA singles from back in the day. But oh, the yeah. singles that I, that, you know, like you reminded me, we're talking about Off the Wall, are the big, dancey, fun, energetic singles. And when I heard, there was like a little snippet of an interview with one of the members. It was like, why do you think uh, gay people gravitate towards ABBA's music? And they were like, oh, because, you know, it's very, uh, because they're very, like, imaginative and they're, like, very colorful. And I was like, ooh, I was rubbing my hands together, really excited for this new album. And I'm like three tracks in and I'm like, oh, it's the ABBA I don't care for. The sounds like it's, like, cut from, like, a musical from like oh. the seven, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was really hoping for some dance bangers. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. Yeah, I was wanting fucking gimme, 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 and right, lay mm. your love on me Do and take a chance on me, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, it's all that kind of stuff. So I was like, hmm. So when you texted me of like, hey, Silk, the so- uh, Silk Sonic has something, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Anything else? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. By the way, on that like slight note, I I remember I listened to it and I liked it. And then a friend of mine who's also an ABBA fan was like, did you notice the lyrics on this were really weird? And I was like, uh, no, like, what do you mean? And he's like, there's one song where it's just about like this, the, the singer giving her kid to her estranged husband and being like, <gasps> make sure you watch after him for the weekend. And that's just what the song is about. Oh. And then there's one about like bumblebees. There's a Christmas song. I, I looked through the lyrics and I was like, wait, this this record is like weird in spots. <laughs> I listened to this. <laughs> this is about like being an adult. Like, what is it? <laughs> Be sure to have the kid back by you know, five p.m. on Friday. Yeah, I've heard of divorce albums, but that was just <laughs> bizarre. Damn. It, it was uh, is the new Robin Thicke. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh, don't be so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> now, my opinion on this and Silk Sonic as as a collective, I'm gonna be the uh, the wet blanket. <laughs> of this one. Oh. oh. I didn't dislike any tracks on this album. If anything, some of them I was just kind of lukewarm about. My hopes from this, I, I personally, I'm good on Silk Sonic, I think. Like, <laughs> like you, you've got your I, 70s music already. I, <laughs> I think this is fine. My hope, my only hope, is that this gets Anderson Pack more recognition so he doesn't yeah. need... Bruno mm. Mars to be relevant because mm. there's there are singles and music videos that came out and I hated how they just flew under the radar and I was just like how does this keep happening Bubbling came out and I was like oh well this is going to this is going to mm. take off for sure right? and it didn't and then there was the song that came out during the pandemic and I was like well this is going to take off for sure cuz it's about what's going on right now and it did it and I'm just like okay well, how is this happening so now <laughs> that people take? now that people know who he is at least <laughs> at least like the guy with Bruno that maybe just maybe we'll get a hit single or at least some radio play for Anderson point right that's really what I want because leave the door open I really love that single and compared to 
most of what is currently on Top 40 Radio, this song is a shining beacon. Uh, it's just surrounded by so much generic, boring, melodramatic yeah. stuff. And it's just fun, and it's bright. Yeah. And even if it is basically Bruno's That's What I Like lyrically, I think it brings a different energy that it stands on its own, and I look forward to when that one comes on. Um, as far as the other tracks on the album, I think the other strongest one would be the other single, Skate. But for me personally, the other ones um, range from, like, okay, to kind of mid. Um, I think the weakest one overall, I don't know if y'all would agree, would probably be After Last Night. Is that the one with Thundercat? Yeah. Oh, I, wait. I had fun with that one. Was I mean, it? it was clearly, you know, it was, it was. I'd rather be with you. Like that's totally what it was. Like, no, 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 no. You know, they just, they just mess with the bass a little bit to make you kind of not think it's that. But it's like it's totally that. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think there was enough thunder. Like I think it was a misuse of of Thundercat. But when I see him on a on a feature credit, I'm expecting like a solo or something and like when you asked me was that the one with Thundercat I was like maybe like I, I honestly don't remember which one it was cause it just I know After Last Night was the one with the uh, with the Bootsy Collins intro yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. well, he okay so yeah I wanted to bring that up too like he's uh, peppered throughout the album in a yeah. way that I believe is supposed to make you think that you know he contributed musically which was kind of messing with me because at first I was like oh it's good but it's like mm, but this doesn't feel like it's like the biting in the way Bootsy would do it and it's like oh he he named the group like after they showed him the music and he's oh. kind of presenting them and I'm like Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I would love if Thundercat became if this is if this is going to become a thing, to be like the permanent third oh, member. Yeah, right. And oh, really God. bump up these instrumentals because yeah, some of them do kind of end up being a little samey. And I was okay with Bootsy on After Last Night because I thought, hey, you know, this is the thing he's doing the intro. But then when you started talking at the beginning of the next one, the first thing I wrote down was, okay, shut up, Bootsy. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just not, I was just like, yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. Like, I thought it was all right for one. If you, but if you're doing like, um, was it on that Kyle album where it was, um, Oh, oh, uh, fucking, Yanni. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, there's like a through narrative. I was like, okay, that's fine. But Bootsy is just like doing the intros. I'm just like, dude, you've got two extremely charismatic, entertaining guys there in Anderson and Bruno. I think they can handle it. They've got it. Let them do it. I think it was supposed to, like, that played the role of lending them the authenticity, right? Like, remember this voice, Baby Baba? Like, this is the guy. This has got to be authentic 70s now. He's going to really endear the the millennial Gen Z audience who's very aware of Bootsy and love Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic and know who they are. Anything, are that bring, anything that brings people back to fucking Parliament uh, Funkadelic, I can't hate on. I gotta say. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say too, because now you've got me thinking, Muse, you had mentioned like, what if Thundercat became like the third member of Silk Sonic? And mm. did you guys ever listen to the Flying Lotus record, You're Dead? The one where like yes. he did basically a lot of jazzy stuff. I, 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 I wanna did, yeah. 
I would love to see Silk Sonic and Flying Lotus work together. Ooh. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. Thundercat can do the kind of stuff he was doing on like, what was it? Never Catch Me where he did that like insane bass solo. Like mm. put, do that, but throw Bruno and Anderson on it. And I will, I will actually transcend. I will, I will make like <laughs> Kanye in the Mercedes Benz stadium. Let's get into the track. So yeah, leave the door open. I, I think it's a solid enough cut. It's not like my, like, like this is like, okay. Well, to me, it felt like this is the first song they put together. And this is the thing that previews what the sound is going to be like and so that's how i kind of like this is the palette like sort of uh you know letting you know giving you a suit song what's gonna be so i just kind of said like all right that's a fun opener fly as me you get a little bit more anderson pox so that's where i'm like starting to feel it more i'm like okay all right all right we're here to have a little fun you know i, I have a note written down about anderson's delivery on flies me that might ruin it mm. um, <laughs> He he sounded like B.O.B. circa 2010. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I, had, oh, I hadn't no. thought of that, and now you say it, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the aeroplanes flow. <laughs> so th- that kind of took me out of it a tiny bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's a fine track, too. After last night, I get like I'm already starting to get the feeling of like, okay, you're just doing. Here's the '70s, the sounds of the '70s, you know. Like, might as well get Steve, uh, Stephen Wright on this motherfucker, you know. And if you're the twelfth caller, you'll win two tickets to the Monster Truck Extravaganza being held tonight at the Carson Fairgrounds, featuring Big Daddy Don Bodine's truck. The Behemoth. Smoking out the window. I think it's fun. I think yeah, it's a fun excellent. one. Yeah. You know, uh, like, it's like, you know, just the way it goes from the, not to be dramatic, but I want to die. This bitch got me pampered. Just the That's way an all-timer like, line for yeah. real. Like, I, there's that first part of me that wants to go like, you started all this verse talking about like, oh, it's been in, she's got me spending $35,000. It's like, okay, you have $35,000? You're kind of pulling me out of it, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Mr. 24 Karen Magic over here, it's clearly not hurting his pocket. It's like, oh yeah, you know, like, let's leave our silk robes or whatever the fuck on the floor. Who gives a shit? Da, da, da. But he got me to feel it when he said that line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when, when you can make somebody feel it, then it's like, all right, you got me, all right. <laughs> Yeah, have you guys seen the video for it? By the way, oh, yeah, I, was one. I love. Yeah. There's a bit in it where Anderson says the "not to be dramatic, but I want to die," and then he kind of like falls out of the frame, and then like a few seconds later, you just see him lying on the ground. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's it's so fun. good. I gotta see that now. <laughs> like so purposefully melodramatic, you can't help but love it. That that's the oh, good yeah. slice of cheese. That's the gouda right there. That's... <laughs> That's really what I want from Anderson and Bruno, who have shown us who they are. We know, the three of us know, what Anderson is like and his personality. I want everybody else to see. I want everybody else to know. I was hoping... I think I was hoping this was more of an Anderson pack coming out party. I feel that. Like, especially on Leave the Door Open, where it's really just Bruno during the chorus... Right. And he lets Anderson kind of like do a lot of the heavy lifting. I like I I thought that was great because it was getting people's eyes on Anderson, which I think needs to happen and is long overdue. Songs like Smoking Out the Window, songs that display their personalities, 
like anything in the top four, like so much is just so cookie cutter. Right. It's, it's all about the relativity, right? Because like, like listening to this yeah. album, it's like these songs are all you know they come together. It's like this is definitely above average. This is okay, a product, you know what I mean? But then when you and then when you remind it, you go back to the radio, and be like, oh shit, right? This is what's this is what they're up against with everything else. Yeah, no, wait a minute. Yeah, this is way better than what's going on. Wait, wait, maybe we should. Oh, is this or Ed Sheeran? I would take this right. every day. Oh, You're kidding me? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, no. Divide that shit. For my life um <laughs> then um put on a smile how'd y'all feel about that one excellent i i, I had fun with it i i enjoyed it like i said uh that wasn't that the one where he starts off uh that's the one where he's telling them hey guys you gotta cheer up right it was was it that one uh, i think i think so I think yeah, that was one. Honestly, I the only the main part of that song I remember is the key change towards the end. Oh yeah, for which sure. is like yeah. the whole song could have been terrible, and as long as it had that, I would have been like, <laughs> right. that's it. <laughs> what I have written down: Epic swell towards the end was a pleasant surprise, but the track overall feels like a typical Bruno track with not much mm. with not much else going for it, um, and it's not very memorable overall. Um, mm. But yeah, going hard in the paint. Seriously though, <laughs> a, a, a key change, an epic spell like that—that that really is that can be make or break for a track. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. that that yeah. stuck with me. Now triple sevens, woo! God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about pulling you from the depths of sadness. It's like, yo, <laughs> fuck this man. We about to go out here. We about to spend some money. We about to holla at some ladies. Fuck it, let it ride. Like, and especially that point where he, there's one point where he says like, let it ride or something like that. And you actually hear like a, like an actual, like the rolling table or the roulette, whatever. I was like, all right, I love this song. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that was so good. Really like the instrumental on that one for sure. The affected guitar sound at the very beginning was just like, mm. okay, I'm in for a good time. And yeah. it ends up being like 24 karat gold era Bruno sure. on this one. I think I thought it was fun. But I, yeah, I'm having fun with that. Now, like I said, I didn't enjoy Skate as much. I kind of felt it in the same way as uh, Leave the Door Open, except I felt I felt that this one actually was the most it gets to, huh, 70s, remember? Skating, roller rinks, huh? Skate, remember that, that? We're gonna reference that, like, huh? You know, like, it just kind of felt like it was more about, like, just calling it back as opposed to really living within and having fun in it, you know what I mean? But maybe that's just me. I thought it was a mood. I really liked that one. I just like the sound of it. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, no, those violins were definitely fucking floating, but it's just like, when it came to the lyrics, it just kind of felt like it's a little too chintzy, a little too... I I do have written down... Yeah, a little little basic, yeah. Fun, catchy chorus, but the overall lyrics don't really matter. Yeah, like, (laughs) a, a lot of this, if you have, because, like you said, the whole point of this, right, is 70s funk soul worship, right? Mm. And if the instrumentals carry that strongly enough, and that can really be enough, usually. Like, the lyric, like the, their voices sound great. The right. instrumentals sound great. I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. if it just sounds good sonically, eh? yeah, that, well, that can be usually sound. enough for me. In most cases, yeah. not just this album. But yeah, it definitely applies here. I didn't think the album ended the strongest, 
No, I, I did enjoy uh, Blast Off. I, I like that it ended on some like sort of, you know, space shit, you know, because I was like, oh yeah, that's totally 70s. And I felt like they had fun with it, especially when, um, what was that part at the end where he says, can we take it higher? Oh yeah! <laughs> and then it would go yeah. Like, I, I had fun with that. I thought that was a little thing. And then the part where he goes like the, you know, shapes turn paisley. This is so amazing. When the music kind of evolves at that part, like, ooh, like, I was like feeling the fucking, you know, I was feeling the takeoff you know what i mean i think that a good closing track either like puts a bow on everything or leaves you wanting like something more and i think it did a good job of that then again like i don't i don't know if we ever will get like a silk sonic 2 or like i i don't know what these guys have in mind but if they were to try to like make basically like a a space or a more spacey take on what they already did on this i think that could be really interesting i think that could be really wild yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You already got Bootsy there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do something. They've got the pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and, and okay, this, and this was one thing I was thinking about too. Um, and, and my friend actually texted me this, and I thought about this because as I was listening to that, I was like, this is definitely, you know, I had a fun time. But like, I had that moment because I, I believe it was before I heard this album and the song, um, I just happened to hear, like, it just happened to show up on the shuffle, Marvin Gaye's Make Me Wanna Holler. You know what I mean? And mm. like, you know, let's not forget that this was a part of the 70s sound too, right? The fucking black revolutionary fist in the air. Fucking, we're mm. gonna talk about what the issues are. Like, make me wanna holler the way they do my life, you know, fucking, mm. like, mm. what's going on? Like, there's that like that's still that that would if there was one track like that that would at least give you know the album some heart to it and i was texting my friend and he had said apparently they did make a track like that but it did uh they didn't um uh, put it on the album ultimately and that's oh. kind of like whoa like yeah he said i, I wish they would have included the heavier song that they did wrote but decided not to include and i was like damn like because that would have added that extra oomph right like it's be like not only is this the 70s but we're giving you the fucking the soul of the 70s the heart of the 70s and the real fucking shit that was about it you know what i mean what this is all for at the end of the day you know well why was it running too long that they needed to <laughs> right oh no no, no like, it's too long come on. we don't have time for that serious <laughs> shit in 2021 who wants to hear about serious stuff <laughs> it's yeah. just a fad it's a trend who wants it to hear could about be it? what they were going for yeah <laughs> yeah it might have might have thrown off the pace it, it, it's like and i i this might come off as like a diss but i, I actually kind of mean it as a pseudo compliment it's like this is the kind of music that my parents should be able to like and oh yeah yeah and like i mean both of my parents like within the span of a week were like oh my gosh have you heard the silk sonic stuff and i was like yes it's good <laughs> but like I, I also feel like that may not have been like the i don't know the 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 the, the goal so to speak the target like, demo. Yeah, yeah 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 that said if they were to include some heavier stuff on you know the supposed silk sonic too like i would be so so down with that the morning after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a numerical score or could you possibly put like put a label on this, do you think? I think I, I usually don't do numbers. If if yeah. I had to do one, I'd say I don't know, I would waffle between like a three point five and a four. I actually landed on a three point five repeating personally. Wow. I give it the four. I give it the four. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like I said, you know, again, you know, you uh, taking into account like, yeah, what is the rest of music sounding like? Oh yeah. Not nearly as dope as this shit right now. Yo, <laughs> yeah, let's pump this shit up. But at the same time, you know, tempered with the fact that it's like, yeah, no, they could have been doing more. They're definitely resting on the laurels, but it's one of those things where, what did I say? It was something about like, you know, uh, I think I said like there was one Lupe Fiasco album that I thought wasn't as great. I think it was lasers. And I was like, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, mm -hmm. it's Lupe on, uh, uh on what, what's the 
word. It's autopilot. Auto, autopilot, but autopilot's still better than most people. But it's still Lupe, yeah. so I know you can do better. But uh, you know, so it's, like, yeah, it's it's his usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're about to switch gears here and talk about Peggy. Damn Peggy. LP exclamation point. I'm not going to yell. I don't want to clip the mic. It's definitely a mixed bag. Um, yeah. But I think it's. Um, I enjoyed myself through and through. And I mean, JPEG is known for this. At least I know him for this. It was kind of cheat code for me personally. But anytime you got a rapper making wrestling references. <laughs> oh, yeah. get to that <laughs> so I'm gonna throw it over to y'all uh, first we wanna throw it over to Mike um, your thoughts on LP by JPEG Mafia I think I'll start out like this I I remember enjoying All My Heroes Are Cornballs and I think I, I liked uh, what, what was the, the album before that Veteran I think oh yeah, yeah. I, believe so. yeah. I liked that though I, I don't think I like loved it as much as other people did but I think the thing that kind of was this most similar between those two records for me is that I didn't really revisit them all that much because mm. I mean it's it's kind of Peggy's whole thing where it's like he just throws so much at you at once <laughs> yeah. and it's like I it, it's not something necessarily that I can return to unless I'm in it's the mood to just have a whole lot of yeah. stuff yeah but I don't know what is exactly different with LP it sounds pretty similar in line but I've also like re-listened to it the most out of any of his projects mm. in the short term. And I think, I, I think part of it is just, I, I was reading something earlier today and I read that this like, this was mixed by him. This was mastered by him. This was produced by him. Mm -hmm. And there was even, there's even the, what is it? The online and offline version where the, if you yeah. go on the streaming, it's like, it's 80% of the album, I think. And then like a couple of tracks are from other EPs or like, I think the closing pair is like bald, which mm -hmm. was on an EP mm -hmm. from last year, even though I think bald works really well as a closing track but Over like here. there were there are songs that are on the offline version that are like the samples on some of them just go so hard like the uh what is it hazard duty pay i am so bummed that that is not going to see any yeah. kind of like official streaming release it's so good i was actually going to ask y'all um yeah. i only which... listen to the spotify version i only yeah. listen to the spotify one too ah! oh man it, it, I mean, the Spotify uh, no. version is good. It is very good still. I, I agree with what you're saying. And, and while I do find this to be a fun project, like there are definitely undeniable parts where it feels like it's a little getting a little too into the weeds of like the production side of things. To, and it gets too busy where it's just like, you, you know where I feel like I like like his personality and like hearing him rapping and then it's just sometimes just be like this doesn't feel like it always fits together it feels like you had an idea and you're hammering away at the music and it's like alright now let's put the raps over it and it's like you know and, and it's just trying to like smooth over and fit over this thing that's really janky and blah, 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 all over the place now sometimes I feel it actually really does fucking work there's one or two tracks where it's like a weird thing where he actually like feels like he goes off beat at one point like with his rapping versus the thing but it's so weird with how his energy fits it where it, where it kind of makes you go like okay no but that works though <laughs> like you know what I mean where it's like if you're getting the energy then it doesn't fucking matter but there's other times where it'll just be like it just felt like you were going somewhere with this production and you were really wanting to experiment but then it was just like 
bonus track that I hadn't heard? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna sample that. I know he fucking is. He's gonna sample me Because that's no. just what he is. And I love him for that, right? <laughs> I don't think it's fair because I know you're saying that because you know that's my shit specifically and you're just trying to be mean. You're just trying to take my legs out. Look. Oh, no. V- veteran is the one I, I revisit the most. I, I love Peggy when he is his most off the wall, his most shouty, his most just in your face, just because I really like that energy. Mm, um, it's fucking punk rock. You're like straight up. Yeah, mm. yeah. When you put it that way. I guess it's the style I want. Now, that's not to say that songs on here that don't sound like that I didn't end up enjoying, but I thought the intro was pretty weak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, trust. It, it was just like, it was more just like, uh, this is a positive affirmation song, I guess. We're <laughs> just like, just repeating some things like, I feel great. I feel good about myself. I can't even lie. I feel awesome. It's like, all right, the, give me some lyrics, man. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Even though the tracks I'm kind of, I'm kind of like weak on, though, still have really good beats. I will say that, like... I don't think there's a single track on here that is weak, like, lyric-wise and beat-wise. It's either one or both, I, w- I would say. It's either one or the other or both. I thought Dirty, uh, the interlude in the song just felt messy to me. That one in particular. Uh, oh, yeah, and I also didn't enjoy Nemo as much, where I was just like, that was where I was just like... I wasn't huge into Nemo either, yeah. It took a while for me to get into this, to be honest. Yeah, because I was like, okay, this is your production style. I get it. It's you. But it's like, it's just too glitchy, man. Like, it's just like, what is this in service to ultimately? (laughs) And it's like, I know you like to get into the weeds and figure out how to make it sound as cool, like when you're crafting it. But it's just like, but step back. It's like, how can I enjoy this whole song instead of just this one part where it goes crazy right here? And this one part where it goes crazy right here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've just come together cohesively, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's not until end credits where I I had the moment where it's like, as the music like rises and comes up, it's like my brain, like I also rose and came up like, wait, oh, I hear, oh, shit. Shit, we're fucking rocking out. Okay. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> so, can I just. Muse, take the stage. Uh, the smile that came across <laughs> my face. So, I, I watch AEW on, on a weekly basis, and it's been a meme for weeks this promo that this wrestler, Arn Anderson, for context, he, he's coaching. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who is Dusty Rhodes' son, they they have a history. So he's trying to instill this wisdom in him, but but he, but but he thinks he's going soft. He thinks he's going Hollywood. So he smacks him across the face to get his attention, and that's what he says. There's two big differences between you and I, Cody. You pull up to a red light, a man jerks your door open, says, "Out of the car, I'm taking your car." You say, "Okay." Take it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I pull out the Glock, put it on his forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. My God. We as wrestling fans have been talking about this promo for weeks. (laughs) To hear it come up on this EP, I lost my shit. And I gotta say, 
This was this was from September 29th episode of the show. Right, yeah. It was only a few weeks old before it came out. They rushed and got this on this album. Like, I don't know what they had in mind before that promo happened. Right. But they made it work. They were like, that's gotta be on there. That's gotta be there. It's that over a Animals as Leaders um, sample. It's what the uh, the, instru- the instrumental. That's what the rock guitar is? Ooh, boy. I was going to say, because that didn't even sound like a sample. That just sounded like JPEG it's was in the, the studio. Yeah. With, yeah. It's just, they just took Damn. the fucking song. Yeah. I, so, like, this is yeah. the energy I need right. from him. Right. I'm like, keep the same energy. <laughs> Muse, I think you bring up a really good point there, too, because I think, for me, J- Peggy works at his best when there's, like, that such severe kind of um, a juxtaposition. Because, like, two or three tracks later, he's doing this weird interpolation of Britney Spears Ooh, doing Honey Baby one more time. Oh, and it's like... It, it, it's just like, the, I think that's like, his energy can be like so split and so uh, varied between so many different things, but it's like that kind of like really weird, bizarre combination of things where it's just like, I have no choice but to just be so enthralled by what you're doing because literally no one else on the planet could do it but you. Mm. And I think when he does that, it's like, he, he's untouchable, I think. Mm. It's definitely a palpable passion that gets me through like on end credits you got the you got the sample that opens it um halfway through the verse he's fucking dropping names don Callis never been a carney you know me showing out for darby <laughs> this was at a concert at a jpeg mafia concert the wrestler uh darby allen came out on stage and drop kicked a guy cosplaying as his opponent at the upcoming pay-per-view. <laughs> Peggy is into this shit. <laughs> He's he, about the shit. All over his inst- on the Instagram, he has pictures with a whole bunch of different wrestlers. So, like, when he's making the references and he's doing this and his energy on what uh, what kind of rapping is this. Ooh, yes. It's mm. when Smooth. I, I say this a lot. There are tracks where you can tell that someone's heart is in it Mm -hmm. and those are the ones i end up liking more i think Mm, when he has an excuse to rap sing baby one more time (laughs) like it took me back to um i don't even know if this was on an official release or not but the the um the audio of him singing um was it call me maybe yes it was call me maybe I, i got flashbacks i was like He's on his shit again. He's on his back on his shit. <laughs> He's on his shit. <laughs> you can't stop him. Can I tell you something? Listening to Thoughts Pair, oh my God, it goes on such a weird mini journey. Like these songs, most of these songs are like barely two minutes, right? But you feel so yeah. full musically by the time you get to the end of most of them. And this one was the one that was the most, like before we even get to the Britney Spears sample, the, the little uh, synth that's playing, like the first thing I thought was like, yo, that intro, is it? Is he sampling Stardust by Nat King Cole? Like, what the mm. fuck? Did y'all hear that? That little... Ding, dun, 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 the lane in far away, leaving me a song that will not die. Like, that's what he's doing in there. I was like, you motherfucker. Mm. Like, yo, you brought the fucking 40s and the 90s into this shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that shit just made me go like, okay, you got it. You got it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, and this was the part where, yeah, 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 in the middle of the song, where it's like, so you, it starts off with this really smooth sound of shit, and then it gets to that one part where the, the see, it sounds like the music, like, messes up and fades out really quick, and he goes like, he does the, like, and you niggas ain't did shit about it, what's that? Are you thirsty? Are you lost? Are you dumb? Bitch, where you at? <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was the old dirty bastard energy that I fucking needed, where it was just like, hold up, stop the track, motherfucker, I will kill you. I was expecting to be, like, knocking on the microphone, like, he's trying to reach you. Yeah. yeah, through the speakers <laughs> pulls you through the AirPod or just like starts like grabbing at your neck. Yeah, did you hear what I said? I really like the the audio sample that is woven throughout. Are you happy? Oh, another great one. Yes, uh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. It's it starts as just an intro, which would have been fine, right? But it's the fact that it like comes in like the middle of bars mm-hmm. it's just like it just keeps interrupting and it keeps popping through wherever there's like a moment it's like wherever it sees a light shining through it's gonna poke through it's gonna poke through real quick and it's just like oh fuck it just doesn't leave it just <laughs> hangs around lingers and just the way like the intro and outro like kind of you know are, are kind of about his thesis right of, of how he approaches music you know just like uh, it, it kind of starts off just like having that question, you know, going back and forth. Am I happy with my life? Am I happy with my life? Do I live a life or am I just living, you know? And he's like, don't let these mm. questions restrain or trouble you. If haters want to rumble, bring it. And, and yeah, in the background, you hear like, if haters want to rumble, bring your hater to the <laughs> and it, it's, Again, it's like this, you know, smorgasbord of sounds, this fucking, <laughs> like, audio fucking, I don't want to necessarily say like uh, Public Enemy Bomb Squad, but it's like, it's, it's, a, it's another level than that. You know, it's more than just trying to give you this collective wall of sound. It's like this tapestry of sound that's like things are popping out at you and then going back in and then another thing pops out at you and goes back in. You know, it's like that type of shit. It's like slightly different, you know? And then when he gets to these fucking lyrics, yo, the first lyric's like, all of my music is mission impossible. I made these noise believe in a vet. Crackers mm. be thinking these lines are deplorable. They just be mad because I'm aim for their neck. Wait, mad because I aim for their... Mm. They just be mad because I took respect. Even when I got my foot on their... Wait, bars. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get that fuck out of here. I thought you were gonna quote the uh, the Texas Green. Are you jealous and mental? So an original. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to Aquafina the accent if you want to oh. try. Oh no! Oh, yeah. oh come on, buddy, neck. <laughs> Protect. I I think that there's like it, it's that's the thing where it's like I think anybody can make like noise or anybody mm. can make stuff mm. that sounds similar to what he does but uh, the, the the idea of like a tapestry of sound it's like you can easily pick out things within and like they they form together to a good whole it's not just like throwing in the samples or throwing in these weird bits just for the sake of being weird right, there's a it's like everything for sure. <laughs> exactly exactly and I love that like there's there's also this feeling of like and I remember I think it was on the last album, Beta Male Strategies. It's the one where he says, like, <laughs> say what you said to me on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, when he says that, there's, like, the really, like, strong synth build. And then, like, as soon as he says exactly, it starts, like, pulsating. But it never feels like it's going to overwhelm you. It's, like, almost like he's keeping it at bay when he <laughs> says that. It's like, you're in my domain now. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you have no power when you're in my... Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's that kind of feeling of, like... 
there's always madness, but he is always in control of it. And you know what? It's interesting because like he talks about like Twitter and Instagram shit in a way that this would just be like if I heard Kanye or Lil Uzi Bird talk about this, it would sound like, dude, you're a millionaire. What the fuck do you care about? Like, come on, like this is stupid. Yeah. Dude. But with yeah. here, it sounds like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> like, I actually he, feel the yeah. energy, you know? Like, <laughs> he is the embodiment of being extremely online. Right. <laughs> he, he, he is molded into the internet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he knows what's up, you know. Um, and then uh, rebound. Okay, first question: Why is this one edited to shit? What the fuck is going on? I was curious about that. Like, what is the word that they are not allowed to say? Because I want to hear it. It's twenty twenty one. It wasn't on, you know, some some Donda shit. Like, <laughs> some words were edited out and other ones weren't. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Are Are there any songs we've been skipping, by the way? I, Mike, like, um, I think that's all of them so far. I think there was one. It's like two thirds through the record. It's like the end of it is like a piano ballad or something, and like you can mm. hear noises of him being like okay this is how i want the record to sound and this is like what i wanted to do and it's like yeah yeah, it feels like a longer track than it actually is like it feels like a seven to ten minute thing and yet i think (laughs) if i looked it up it would only i i want to say that it's tired nervous and broke i think that's the one oh okay yeah i i I, it's it's the same idea again where it's just like he's he's just guiding us on this wild freaking journey and it's like a track that can like go hard as hell in the first like half and then it immediately switches into a piano ballad yeah doesn't it like switches into the piano ballad and then it like just cuts off and then it's like him talking to someone about what he wants like how he wants to do it and then he's just like singing along with her the lyrics or something like that and it was just like I don't know if I was feeling that very part at the end, but like I enjoyed like, you know, going through the journey of the middle of the song. It just got like the ending just felt like this feels like this should be on the, uh, you know, uh, this is on the unmastered, untitled, you know, Kendrick Lamar album where it's just like, here's the extra shit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, I shouldn't be listening to this. this is, I, I shouldn't be seeing the behind the scenes yet. I'm not done with the album. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> oh my God, rebound. Although he just has those fucking vibes. Like, I mean, I made it out property richer. You. Her one of my songs that got triggered. We ain't got the same type of issues. <laughs> you know? oh my God. Like, holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah, and I did enjoy uh, the right out bass line on uh, Rebound. That that was cool as shit. Where it just like out of nowhere that bass line just came in and was just like, oh, I guess we we're floating on this now. Okay. Fuck oh, it. oh yeah. <laughs> fucking Rebound, um, that goes so fucking hard. And the Death Piff Mafia guest verse is solid also. Um that track was just dense, but in a good way. Like bursting bars at the seams and had a great beat to that one. Damn, damn, damn. I thought this song, especially for the name that it had, was going to be more high energy or, or throw me for a loop. As a matter of fact, like, there's like a whole riff that happens for like the first half of the track and then a new one starts and there's like half the song's already over. I'm like, oh, oh, now we're starting the lyrics. I'm like, I mean, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Is that is that's the one where he starts out saying like I know this wasn't what you expected or like I know you may not like is is that the track uh, that is that damn 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 because he said something specific yeah some of you niggas ain't like that <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> so I, I can't even say nothing to you and, and that's where he just kind of goes out he's like you know I just gotta sum you up you know you will sum up tight round you niggas up to one little thing you know <laughs> and it's just like what well, all right just just go in bro like stop come on <laughs> let's go <laughs> and then you know, he eventually comes with it talking about you know calling himself the black Henry Rollins you know I'm with it you know uh <laughs> oh yeah how'd y'all feel about nice 
It was like basically like an instrumental okay, I thing. I really enjoyed Nice, and I got pissed off when there was no verse on it, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, this this, this was where you should have fucking gone off. Like, the fucking, uh, what, what was happening? Oh, yeah. I'm pumping up, I'm pumping. Don't let me down, don't let me. Yeah. The call and response, oh, yeah. I was having so much fun. Don't let me down, don't let me down. I'm pumping up, I'm pumping up. And then you hear like a bit of silence, and then he just goes, Nice! I was like, yes! I'm winning! You can see I'm making the okay Honestly, symbol. a part of me wishes that was longer. <laughs> right? Like, I, yeah. I know it kind of was like the same kind of break that, um, uh, what was it? The, the, the OG was. Like, it kind of functions in that same way. But honestly, I wouldn't have minded if that went on for a bit longer. That would, that, that would have been like such a amp up track. In fact, the next track, I actually didn't like the instrumentals as much, and I found myself going like, damn, I couldn't even wrap this one over the last beat. <laughs> it's like, fuck. You're talking about BMT? Yeah, yeah. I dug BMT a lot. Like, I, that one, th- at this point, the whole rest of the album slaps. It's a wild ride from your here on out. BMT You're smiling for the picture. into <laughs> Ghost of Ranking Dread, Cutie Pie, Bald, It Doesn't Let Up. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous <laughs> okay, from right, here on yeah. out. Yeah, Bald, I, I know I, I, it, I, it was an EP track, but I thought Bald was such a good closer. Yes. Like, it, it works so well as kind of like that, like, thesis statement type of ending. And yeah. It was, even the fact that it was like, it was Bald and then the Bald remix with uh, Denzel, uh, who is it, Denzel Curry? Yeah. I, I didn't even mind that it was like the song and then the remix. It like almost made a weird kind of twisted sense where yes. it was like after the song ended, he was like, "No, that beat was sick. Bring it back." Yeah, well, like, okay. yeah. yeah. The way the track starts, the way the original track starts is with something that kind of sounds like it's like rewinding and shit. So like when it fades out and then comes back in, it kind of sounds like, "Wait, bring it back one more time." So I was like, you know, like yeah. when I first saw Bald and Bald remix right next to each other, I was like, "Oh, that's it. am I going to be able to enjoy you know the same track again?" But then when it's just yeah. like brings it back again, wait, you know, like play that rhythm one more time. We Fitness verse, and then your boy Dizel's gonna come back in with the fucking chair smasher of a final verse. I was like, yes, mwah. I fucking loved the way this album ended. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I somehow came out with a three point five, but I'm leaning, I'm leaning more towards a four. Yeah, I'm definitely hopping on that four. I'm, I give it a solid four for sure. I was gonna say, yeah, same. Maybe a four point five, but I can see. I, I don't know. I think it's gonna need a few more listens for that. Definitely a solid four. Because like I said, like it doesn't start the strongest and like some of the tracks I yeah. I, I kind of don't feel like fit like the rap necessarily at some point. But like as the you know, the for the forest for the trees stepping back to the whole thing, it's just like this is a solid ass picture though. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like it's got this this, you know, weird little like, you know, cracks and things in it, but it's like, hmm, that's kinda part of the motherfucking charm, you know, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, we want to thank everyone for checking us out this week and spending our time with us, especially uh, Mike from Mike the Snare. Big, big shout out. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us and lending us your uh, your expertise and your opinions. And Oh, of course. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. You can find me on YouTube primarily, but also Twitter and Instagram and also Spotify as Mike the Snare, M-I-C, T-H-E-S-N-A-R-E. 
Um, I do music discussions and music uh, uh, roundups, album roundups. Uh, you might know me from the Deep Discog Dive series where I take a look at the story of an artist as told through their given discography or uh, a recently launched series I did called uh, Mike's Monthly Mix, which is kind of like a end of month album roundup uh, type thing. I also do every so often uh, larger uh, pieces about, you know, like the music that defined the 2010s, the Grammys, uh, Glee, um, just like those larger topics that need uh, further discussion. But yeah, that's a rundown of what I do. And um, yeah, feel free to subscribe and smash that like button and all that jazz. And yeah. As someone who never watched Glee, but my partner watched Glee for way longer, they would like to admit, <laughs> um, your video just tear, just pretty much like tearing the whole thing apart and just showing all uh, just like made me not jealous of having missed all of that. <laughs> like, oh, so this is what everybody, this was the cultural phenomenon that was going on. And I was just kind of like, Hmm, what's that going on over there? Yeah. I think I'm just gonna, just gonna I'll just keep here. walking this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like I was revisiting. I think I, when I was first watching it live, I had gotten through up to like some part through season four and then I, I stopped watching. So going back to see like the rest of season four and season five, especially like it, it, you are changed as a person after you see Matthew Morrison twerking in front of teenagers oh like oh. That, that, that does things to a man like oh, God. I forgot about that. I also want to <laughs> shout out your Let's Unpack Because the Internet, because that was just a very enjoyable video that I... Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. As someone who, you know, we, we are... It used to be a running joke early on in our show that we would always randomly, <laughs> eventually talk about Childish Gambino. Uh, so, you know, we got you would always come back to Gambino, <laughs> yeah. Somehow. So, it was like right around the time because the Internet came out, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was like very... Very culturally relevant. We did two new uh, album reviews this week, but we typically also take um, album requests um, due to just uh, supply and demand. As you all know, you've heard this before. <laughs> right. I don't want to bore Mike with it, but we um, we are at a uh, we're at almost max capacity, so the price is a little steep. Y'all might notice that didn't stop Doctor Goatman from requesting art pop. <laughs> Ooh. Mike, I'm glad I wanted to bring this up while we had you, because I shared a tweet with RC that I watched your video about art pop, and that day, as is usually the case when I watch your stuff, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to listen to art pop. I tried to listen to this album the year before, and I just couldn't get into it. But now that I watched the video, I'm going to give it another listen. Still couldn't get it. <laughs> it is. It, it's wild. It is a wild, it wild is. record. And I'm not even sure most of it, like, always works. Like, God, yeah. I remember, I think, I don't know what it was, but I think I started playing Swine. I think it came up on, like, oh. an old playlist of mine. And it Ooh. brought me back to, like, flashbacks of that one South by Southwest event she did where she rode the <gasps> bull as, like, a model with, like, drink, like, Mountain Dew, and then, like, try to puke it back up onto her. Oh, it, it, yeah. Absolutely bizarre. I remember, bizarre. yeah. Yeah. It had, like, the color, it was, like, the color goo. And like yeah. she just like laid on the stage and had a McGur Yeah, that was a whole big thing. Because I think there was that someone that she was borrowing from that like did it in the underground art scene, and it was kind of like 
I think wasn't that right? Because I remember hearing it, it was like there was someone else that had did it, and she was kind of like, "Oh, word, let me do that for my thing." That that would make sense. Yeah, because like that, that's the weird thing about the record. It like it wants to be kind of part of like an underground scene, but it also had like um, uh, like Marina Abramovic and that uh, who was a Jeff Koons guy. But that's gonna be my excuse to listen to art pop uh, come next year when we finally get to it. <laughs> so we'll see if my opinion has changed on that. You reminded me, uh, we do got to go, but I think it's very funny that we just mentioned the uh, the Lady Gaga color goo regurgitation thing. Um, did either of you see the video <laughs> of the woman from the uh, Rage Against the Machine cover band? Hmm? Uh, Brass so. Against? No. Oh. Oh. Mike saw it. To be clear, I did not see it. I, I saw the title or like the headline and I was like, I will make it a point not to see oh this. Oh my God. So I do not who, want to see. Oh, pissed on the dude or something like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. While singing Killing in the Name of. I'm like, uh, I do you think? All right, Gigi Allen. Got a fucking face full there. Anyway. <laughs> The, the Black November sale is still going for if you want to request a uh, movie or music video or uh, album stream or best of album stream uh, for me to review. I mean, uh, for me to do. So, yeah, get what act like you wanted on that Kofi.com slash Rap Critic. Or you can support me ongoing where you can get to see Rap Critic episodes early on Patreon.com slash Rap Critic. You can also join the Discord and, you know, get to see episodes early in uh, my movie podcast. You get to see the episodes that aren't, you know, available publicly and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, I got my whole, uh, I got my thing in action, you know what I mean? So, you know, get with it heck like you want it. And, uh, okay, now we're ready to, to uh, wrap this puppy up. <laughs> but that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. We will see you uh, the week after Thanksgiving. But until then, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And you pull up your Spotify, a friend jerks you aside and he says, hey, listen to this podcast. You say, okay, I'll listen to it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I pull out the going off podcast, put it to his ear hole, and split his brains all over the concrete. <laughs>